The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use that promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Grazie, 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 dai, forza Ferrari. Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Well, every time it feels like we get in rhythm, they take a race away from us. But we're back with the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And F1 comes back to familiar turf. As uh, all you NASCAR fans out there should know, the Circuit of the Americas track in Austin, Texas hosts the world racing circuit known as Formula One. Buddy, we are we are in familiar territory here, not just back in the United States, but on a track that we've watched uh, our NASCAR buddies race on not that long ago, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, back in the United States. Love it when F1 is here. Love to, to see that. It's going to be packed house in Texas. There is quite the turnout every time they go down there, Dakota. Uh, great track, like you said. Watched the NASCAR race earlier this season on it. A lot of fun. Uh, we get it at a decent time, three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock here in the Central Time Zone for me. So uh, have some football on, have some NASCAR on, have some F1 on as well. My wife's really gonna love me this weekend with all my screens and my phone and everything propped up. She was laughing at my setup last week, but uh, gotta do what you gotta do. All right. <laughs> hey, listen, baby, I'm telling you right now, they're paying me to do it. So how can I not? Exactly. Like, you know, most so most guys most guys and gals are watching this and they're not getting paid for it. But no, sir, we are. Yeah, all those years I put in of just watching this as a fan, now I could say, hey, uh, this is my job. I'm getting paid for this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the excuse I use all the time. Yeah, Hardly ever works, but like, you know. Oh, well, you got a point, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, so like we said, in Austin, Texas, at the Circuit of America's track, uh, just again, it's it's shaped like a shoe if you're not necessarily familiar with the way this one looks. It's I was a, thinking, uh, I was kind of thinking like a handsaw. If you look at it. Yeah, I could see that you too. Turn it, it's kind of, I mean, it's a little strange. I mean, it'd be backwards a little bit, but I don't know. It's a, it's a it's an interesting shape. That's that's for sure. It is, but it definitely lends itself to an F1 track too cuz we've seen some pretty funky tracks out there as well, but a long straightaway yep. for you, that's for sure. Yeah, very we're going to see some very high speeds, very very quick racing. Got to yeah, that one very long straightaway between turn 11 and 12 and then again from uh turn 20 to back to turn 1 or the uh the start finish line right outside of 20 there is is a very long shoot as well. So, going to see some speeds, but there is some 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 sharp turn twists and turns and then you, know, you go down through 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. That's like a, a big snake right there that you're going through so uh going to be going to be another fun race another good one to watch these uh cars man it just these cars impress me every time how fast these guys go and how quickly they maneuver through these and uh yeah it's always always exciting to watch weather not an issue at all uh, i'm barely seeing any sort of anything other than sun in texas uh, highs of 87, 88. So this rain stuff that we were, this nonsense that we were dealing with the last couple nice of races. Change. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not going to worry about medium tire. If Max wins by uh, 27 in the rain. How many seconds is he like 50, you know, we're up to what, 54 seconds he's going to win in the in the clear now or what? <laughs> you sure he hasn't already won a race, the race? Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> could just be waiting for everybody else to catch up to him in Austin right now at this point. He, exactly. He got a head start by an entire week. So it, it's going to be a very interesting race. 
some news and notes, Cody. I, I was looking around. We, we talked a lot about it last week as far as the news and the notes going and some driver changes and stuff like that, but uh, kind of quiet, yeah? Yeah, quiet. There's been a few things. Uh, they're redoing Singapore track layout for 2023. They got some construction they're doing on the on the site there. So in 2023, the circuit will have 20 seconds per lap lopped off of it. So that's going to be quite the change there. Uh, it sounds like they plan on 2024 for it to go back uh, once they get the construction done. I think they're putting some some like permanent big buildings and whatnot in there. It sounded like, but uh, just you know, a, a track change for for Singapore next year. Um, the Haas team principal, uh, Gunther Steiner, I think is his name. Uh, he said, uh, call me if you want a 2023 seat, uh, in reference to Daniel Ricardo. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting, but Ricardo has, he did come out and say basically that he feels like he needs a break from F1 and it sounds like he's leaning towards taking 2023 off. Um, there's been some speculation. Maybe he'll be a relief driver for Mercedes if needed. Um, so going to be kind of interesting to see how this, this Ricardo thing pans out. I know he's got offers for NASCAR. Um, sounds like maybe some IndyCar stuff as well. Maybe you run like the Indy 500 type of thing. So we could see Ricardo kind of, you know, take 23 off of F1, make a little world tour racing, some other stuff. See if he goes back in 24. I mean, oof, seems, seems risky to take a season off just the way that these seats change and the, and these, uh, these places go but obviously i think he's he's still one of the more elite drivers and deserves a ride so be interesting to see if he takes haas up on that and says hey what do you got for me uh and it sounds haas actually plans again an american-owned team i know they're very european run but they are owned by gene haas and american uh they have a big sponsorship announcement multi-million dollar deal that they're going to announce this weekend at, at coda so keep your eyes peeled on that i know they've had some sketchy sponsorship deals in the past uh some stuff that hasn't really worked out so it'll be interesting to see i mean we know gene haas can just throw his name on anything at this point and uh pay for it himself but to get the the, the backing of sponsors always helps so be interesting to uh to see where that goes um alpine uh their director uh alan permain said uh he was talking this week about uh They've got a plan for some significant upgrades to Alpine in 2023. Um, he feels like they can better compete with the the big three, obviously Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, with these upgrades that they've got coming. So it'll be interesting to see how those cars look in 2023. They've, they feel like they've made some massive progress uh, in their program. Again, this is a new car this year, and so you know people are feeling things out and learning things still. And... As we get towards the end of the season here, I think we got uh, down to just four races left. Good time to start planning ahead and getting ready for next season. So interesting to see what they uh, kind of bring to the table next year. Definitely some interesting intrigue, and especially the the drivers that are considering possibly making a NASCAR jump too. It's never it's never easy for these guys to jump back and forth between these circuits. I know it's always feel like ah they're race car drivers; they can step in anything and race, but. I mean, open wheel and NASCAR, huge change, huge change. <laughs> so much heavier. In fact, uh, yes. the, the folks that we're talking about when they were driving in um, in this last road, the Roval, right? The, the guys were like, these are heavier cars, and they're definitely handling a lot different than they anticipated. So you can't just toss these guys in and out. And ask Jimmy Johnson, too, about going in an open wheel car after being in a NASCAR for so long. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we've seen it over the years. Guys like Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, you know, coming from the open wheel side, it took him a while. He struggled for a long time, and then eventually he was able to get up there, get some wins, and have a pretty solid NASCAR career. Uh, you know, we see Danica Patrick. She made the transition. She ended up having a, a decent NASCAR career. Uh, coming from the open wheel stuff, though, very hard. And we've seen a lot more guys lately with uh, Kimmy running over there and uh, Kavat running some races in both the Cup and Xfinity Series. So been a lot more crossover lately. I always love to see the crossover in any of these racing series, whether it's, you know, the open wheel guys coming to NASCAR, the NASCAR guys going to open wheel. We saw Chase Elliott doing like off-road dirt rally car stuff last year, like all this stuff where these guys are crossing over from, from, you know, one discipline to another and racing love to see. It's always so much fun. So 
maybe Dano Ricardo does take the series season off from F1. That that would be, you know, sad to not see him in F1, but hopefully maybe we'll get to see him over here in America doing some stuff here. Uh, and then maybe some op- more opportunities open back up for him in, uh, in 2024. Well, we'll certainly see him in America this weekend as we take to Austin uh, for the United States Grand Prix. Let's go ahead and talk about that Grand Prix when we come back from the break. We'll set it up for you as far as what to expect on the track and from the track. But first, let me ask you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club... Well, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet, odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Quick story for you. Last week's winner of the biggest winner's club was a New York better. Bet a plus 15066 parlay. That's 15,066 parlay. All on live money lines. Wagering $110.40 to win $16,000. 743 and 56 cents. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENS only. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms. Get us to WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. Stay replay through WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. No house advantage. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PG. MMA and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play, and you won't want to miss out on this. If you're like me, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school. Mine, Spanish. Definitely should have learned how to speak it when I was a kid. But it's not too late. It's not too late to start with Babbel for sure. It's the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning whatever language you want to learn off of your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having a real-life conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks. Those other language learning apps... They use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts voiced by real native speakers, also not computers. The teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps to improve your pronunciation and accent as well. So many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes, plus comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start learning your new language and start that journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. As we said before, the Circuit of the Americas track in Austin, Texas, is the place for the United States Grand Prix of 2020. First held it here in 2012, 56 laps for a length of 5.513 kilometers. So a little over three miles for those of you out there who run 5Ks and know that. Uh, The race distance is 308 kilometers Uh, The lap record on this one actually was set by Charles Leclerc in 2019, who ran this in (laughs) 1 minute 36 seconds, 0.169. What a ridiculous time to get around this track, right? Fast. Yeah, that's that's ridiculously fast. So, uh, again, we're going to have a lot of fun. 56 laps in this race, um, which what the NASCAR race is uh, a little longer, right? Um, yeah, I want to say NASCAR was about like 60 something laps around it. I'm sorry. That's we're in up. F1 mode, guys. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Almost got it. Oh, 68 laps. Yeah. See, I was close. 231 right. miles. Yeah. 
So that is that is what the NASCAR drivers ride around this, and of course, uh, F one is not necessarily nearly as long as a uh, as a F one race. One thing I think F one gets gets definitely right is the the shorter, quicker races. I, I don't mind that at all. No, no, because it's more intense too. I mean, with with yeah. a with a four hundred mile race or or th- you know two hundred laps, that's a lot of laps to catch back up. Like if you're an F one, you got to go balls out, or else you're gonna you're just not. So that's right. Two DRS sections in this between turns ten and eleven, and then of course between eighteen and nineteen is the second DRS zone. Speed trap there just at the end of uh, of that long straightaway between turns or between the straightaway of eleven and twelve. So uh, again, we got a couple of DRS sections to try to overtake as well, which we hadn't seen that much in the last couple of races given the weather, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to see a race where weather's not going to be involved. The weather sometimes can make it exciting and add a different element to it. Sucks when it gets delayed, especially super late at night. Uh, but yeah, no weather this weekend. Going to be very nice. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. Hopefully. I think we're going to see a good race. I think we're going to see some good passing use of that DRS zone. There is definitely multiple places on this track that are easier to pass than a lot of the tracks we've been at here lately. Um, and so I think that's going to lead to to some good racing and battles throughout the field. The first winner of the uh, Circuit of America's United States Grand Prix, the one, the only, Lewis Hamilton. It took it home in 2012. So, uh, you know, from a betting aspect, <laughs> I think we're all kind of sour on on Lewis Hamilton lately, just because of the fact that no one can beat Max Verstappen. But that's Rough. just something to put into your into your uh, memory bank in there as well. Again, you know we've seen the racing lately be hampered by weather. Um, we just said it now. There's there's just going to be zero weather. But what does that do? I, I think to these guys now, as as they've had to deal with it, and 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 how are they? geared up now they've had a week off as well they're flying a lot of them you know clear across the world because as much as we like to say that this is a world sport the rest of the world's kind of small in comparison to flying out to the united states yeah absolutely and i mean so it's a long ways for for a lot of these guys they're you know i don't we don't have any americans currently in the series now lewis hamilton's been over here hanging out at the uh the denver broncos game on prime time the other night that was pretty cool to see uh and, and you know, I mean, an NFL broadcast reaches a lot of Americans, and so when you spotlight a guy like Lewis Hamilton on that, get the name out there again, some more. Obviously, most people in America know it, but just just to bring F one in, into the NFL spotlight a little bit, always good to see stuff like that as well. Indeed, as far as tires are concerned, they're bringing out the C two hards, the white, the yellow C three mediums, and then of course the red C four softs out to Austin. Again, with this no weather, we're not worried about intermediates. We're not worried about rain tires. It's literally just the C2, C3, C4 compound tires out there. But it will be, I mean, the track temperature is going to be uh, fairly warm, obviously, with it being about 80-some-odd degrees out there in Texas. So uh, tire wear is going to be an issue. Degradation is going to be an issue as well. Um, We might end up seeing softs in uh, at the end of practice. I, I would think that they would probably roll out mediums to start and then switch to softs depending on on how much the tire wears uh, in this race yep agree with you i think i think you you hit the nail on the head with it there uh covered it pretty well i really don't have anything else to add to that look at you uh yeah but again it, it's just a matter of of pit stops too because you want to try to make this i'm sure a lot of them are trying to make this a one pit stop race uh to to not necessarily have to worry about it so much which is really what it all boils down to is how uh, fast you can get in and out of the pits. And we've seen Red Bull do it a lot. So just keep an eye on that as well. Still, uh, so much to be done, even though Max Verstappen is probably going to end up coming out. In fact, I'm not quite sure exactly what the scenario is. He won the whole thing. But now if we're talking about manufacturing, uh, I think they've got to out or beat... um, I can't remember exactly what the scenario is for them to win the, the manufacturer championship, but yeah, I was looking at it earlier this week. I don't remember exactly uh, what they need to do, but good chance that uh, that Red Bull can wrap up the manufacturers championship this week. Obviously kind of uh, everything's kind of under a cloud with this whole, uh, you know, pu- possible public shaming. <laughs> we talked about that last week uh, as a possible punishment, 
But this cap thing has kind of seemed to put a damper on Max winning his second title in a row. Like it just doesn't seem like there's all the pomp and circumstance around it that there should be. We talked about last week, obviously the anticlimactic finding out he was the champion and it's like, I don't think so. Yes, you are. No, I don't. Oh yes, you are. Oh wow. You're the champion. Great. Like it was all just so weird. And then you throw all this, this Red Bull cap stuff on top of it. Um, it's going to be, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's been under, under a cloud a little bit, which is, which is kind of just too bad, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is too. It, it, it is. It, it is. It's frustrating. Um, all right. Just like Cody said, the race takes place at uh, 12 Pacific, three Eastern over there itself. If you want to catch practice, that's happening on the 21st, which of course is Friday. That begins at 12 Pacific uh, or three Eastern, depending on where you're at. Practice two the same day, but it's uh, a couple hours afterwards. It's at three Pacific, six Eastern. And then practice three is on the 22nd at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. Qualifying happens right after that at uh, 3 Pacific or 6 Eastern as well. And then, of course, catch the race on Sunday. We bring this up because we give you uh, bets from all over from practice to the end of the race itself. So uh, keep an eye on these, especially now when it's actually in a time area and a time zone where you can catch it. (laughs) If you want live, if you're not like me uh, and DVR everything and catch it back later, uh, if you want to catch it live, you can this time. Yeah. And again, great opportunity for more Americans to see it and get that in there. You know, obviously F1 huge on a world, you know, scale. We know that they're already entrenched in other countries, not as big here yet. um, But the addition of gambling being coming legal in so many states, DFS, all these other things help continue to grow f1 in the in the united states we're fairly new f1 fans ourselves more getting into the sport now uh so the more eyes you can get on it being here in the states is going to be good i did find uh the red bull what they need so they have 165 point lead heading into this weekend um they need to be up 147 when they leave coda to be the champion so even if Ferrari gets first, second, and the fastest lap, if Red Bull can finish third and fourth, they can snag it. So good chance that Red Bull wraps up the Constructors' Championship, which will be their first since 2013 um, this weekend here at, at Austin. Obviously, if they don't get it this weekend, it, it's most likely just going to happen in the next race, but uh, it is another storyline to watch. Maybe that'll be celebrated a little better than uh, nobody knowing what the rules are for uh <laughs> for what's going on and how many points are getting paid and uh oh yeah max by the way you're a two-time champion so congrats <laughs> i'm telling you it was like the chick hicks celebration in in cars where it was like hey where's the confetti and they just shoot the confetti and i'm like ah, crap, it just gets him right in the side throws yep. the cup out of here take the championship it's yours <laughs> Uh, I love it. He's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's get some bets out for you. We're going to come back from the break. We're going to set up your betting card for the United States Grand Prix. But before we do, let me ask you, if you watch football, do you? Well, if you do, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus. Games in 4K at no extra charge you get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus no contracts no commitment you can cancel at any time right now you can try fubo tv free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubotv.com slash sgp that's f-u-b-o-t-v.com slash sgp do a lot of stats and a lot of uh, throwing out of stats on our shows here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We have found a place where we can find all of those odds for you and a lot of research to go along with it all in one place. Where is that magical place, you say? It is OddsTrader.com. OddsTrader, it's a place to compare odds from all the major sportsbooks. Plus, you can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from Sportsbook to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It's going to make you the single most informed better out there in the entire world. It's also got a bet tracker, so you can keep records of all your games 
games and betting activities. You want it? Handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather even, and that bet tracker? Find it all right now at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, Cody, the name of the show is the F1 Gambling Podcast, and so that means we should give out some gambling tips and some gambling bets, so let's do that. We've had a lot of fun, man. I know we're 11 episodes into this, but I got to tell you right now that the betting aspect of it is what's made this so much better, and and watching us hit bets uh, also makes it more fun, but I just think uh, being able to learn the sport through betting has, has made this fun, and I hope for you listeners out there, it's made the journey a lot more fun for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to get into it. And to be honest with you, that is why I got into F1. I've been a lifelong racing fan and NASCAR fan. I grew up going to local tracks and watching NASCAR, following NASCAR closely my whole life. But F1 just for some reason was never part of that. But now you throw in the gambling aspect, you throw in the DFS, the fantasy side of things as well to be able to learn the sport through that side of things and get dug in deeper and learn all the stories and and the drive to survive and all of that. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Again, 11 episodes. Almost can't believe it's been that many. It seems crazy like we just started yesterday, but uh, hopefully we're getting a little better for everybody week in and week out. I know we've hit a few big bets. Um, you hit a couple, a big the 12 to 1 winner a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, we, we've had some, some down weeks as well, but that's with any type of gambling. So uh, yeah, glad you've stuck with us. And uh, I guess we should get to the part you're here for, which is the bets. Uh, in my first one, I, I really like this one. Uh, Shaw Leclerc is minus 110 to get a podium this weekend at Coda. Um, I know that he was very unreliable, and we avoided betting him for a while because Ferrari had all these issues, kept shooting themselves in the foot, problem after problem after problem. We've not talked about that lately. That seemed to have gone away. The last four races in a row, Leclerc has been on the podium. It's been much better for Ferrari. We've seen the speed we know they have. We've seen the talent we know he has, and it's been consistent week in and week out. Even if Max jumps out, runs away, and wins this by a mile, probably more than a mile, I guess, the way he's going. But, uh, yeah, Leclerc can still be on the podium, minus 110. He's clearly the second-best car on the track each and every week. Um, I don't think that's really even that close of an argument. Um, and I expect to see another good run from him this week. You just talked about he has the track record for the fastest lap here previously uh, back in 2019. So, yeah, Shaw Leclerc, get on the podium, minus 110. I feel like these are really good odds for him. You feel like the pressure's off? You feel like at this point now, I mean, yeah, it was a disappointing way to find out that you didn't win the championship, obviously. Uh, I mean, not that you were anyways, but at the same time, it's as disappointing as it was for Max to find out that way. Everybody else the same way. And then, of course, he got penalized, too, uh, on that uh, last lap as well. So, like, you got to think now that this is just go out and run races for Ferrari. I mean, this this is now just go out there, post your best finish, give Charles Leclerc the, the most uh, the, the best chance to win now because Max doesn't need to win anymore. Is he going to win? Yeah, <laughs> he's going to win, but he doesn't need to. So, like, yeah. maybe maybe now Charles can just go out and, and do what he's got to do and, and, and put some uh, checkered flags in his back pocket before he rides off at the end of the season. Yeah, and I mean, yes, Max has had an incredible season. He's one win away from tying the record from Schumacher, from Vettel at 13. He's obviously gunning to beat that um, and has a good chance to with the the remaining events still. But Ferrari already going to be looking towards next year. The championship is wrapped up, which it's been wrapped up for a while. We know that it's official now. But you look ahead to next year, who can give Max the best run for his money? It's going to be Shaw. Let's get going right now. Let's start building the momentum. That's what we talk about this in NASCAR in any form of motorsports or any type of sport, if you can build momentum at the end of the season, carry that into your off-season program and everything you do there and roll it into the next season and get off on a good foot. I mean, at the beginning of the season, it was the Max and Shaw show each and every week at the beginning, and then Ferrari had all these issues, just put themselves so far behind the eight ball. But we know that they can hang with Max. We know that they can compete for the championship next year. And so I think they want to come out and get that built up, get everybody, you know, in sync, work out the rest of the kinks, continue to build on this. I mean, 
four straight podium finishes. That's a pretty solid run he's on. So let's keep it going. Roll it into the offseason so we can jump right into 23 and do the same thing. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, I like to give out my practice bets because uh, that's just me. I do enjoy having a little action on that first day of the of the week and of the racing week. So I'm going to pit two Alpine drivers together in practice and give you uh, Esteban Alcon over uh, Fernando Alonso. And over the last three races or, or four, actually, you got to go back to the Netherlands, Netherlands, to be honest, uh, in an instance where uh, Alonso posted a faster practice time than did Esteban. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, maybe Alcon comes out and tests better. But this is that actual, this is a plus 135. And it's amazing to me, given the fact that, again, you have to go all the way back to the Netherlands for this to have not hit, for this to be a plus money. Um, so I, I definitely like the value in this, and, and I, like I said, we've seen the speed out of them. Now, granted, uh, of course, the last couple of times that the practices have happened, it's all been in the rain, and it's all been uh, crazy tire strategies, and you know, we saw guys go out on, on softs, on slicks, on the very last lap of, of one practice and post some outrageous practice times, but um, we just talked about all things being equal under the sun. I think this is an opportunity for uh, Ocon to get out there and to um, to post another fast practice time over Alonso. So I like that. I like the trend. I like the value. Um, so give me uh, the the one Alpine driver over his buddy uh, Esteban Ocon over Fernando Alonso at plus one thirty five. And then of course, Cody, this is your weekly reminder to bet on fastest pit stop as Red Bull. They're minus one fifty this week. Did they win last week? No. Were they close? Eh. But they have kicked ass every single week until then. Dry weather. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame everything on the rain uh, like we talked about. I'm blaming it on the rain that they didn't get it last time. So this time, in, in beautiful Texas weather, psh, give, me, give me a break. At minus 150, drink this juice, cash that ticket. You might have a direct deposit set up from your work. You might have automatic bill pay. Rod just has automatic. Uh, as soon as Red Bull fastest pit stops posted, Take it out of the account. Uh, just print the print the ticket. Let's go uh, each and every week. And like you said, that's paid off more than it hasn't. And then great value on the Ocon over Alonzo one. Again, Alonzo gets a lot of respect because of his name, which is well-deserved. But the stats are there in P1 where Ocon has gotten the best of him. So I like this angle. And again, a plus money, that, that seems like just amazing value. My next bet, I'm going to jump over to Winning car without the big three. So if you take out Red Bull, you take out Mercedes, you take out Ferrari. We know those six cars are the best cars on the track. Um, so this is the best finishing car of the other remaining guys out there. Um, I'm going to take both Lando to, or McLaurin, McLaren to do this at plus 150 and a sprinkle on Daniel Ricardo to be the one to do it at plus 1,200. So if you look, just Lando to do it is plus 165. So I don't know why you wouldn't just take McLaren to do it because even if you're going to take Danny at 12 to one, you can double dip on that. So just a kind of a silly two, it's too close. The line is there for, to just bet on the Lando part of it. But, um, you know, going back over the last few races, um, at Japan, it was, uh, they finished oof, where did they? I don't know. I don't have that right in front of me, I guess. But at Singapore, it was uh, Lando was the in fourth place, was the top finishing non-big three guy. Uh, and Daniel Ricardo was in fifth. You go back to Italy, and it was Lando in seventh. You go to the Netherlands. Alonso got it there and finished sixth, but Lando right behind him finished seventh. Um, you go back to Hungary. Lando, again, was the top guy finishing in seventh. So... McLaren has been very solid lately. They've been having very, very good runs. They have been the best team besides the the big guys. Um, and so when you take the big guys out of it and just go here, I think Alonzo is going to be the biggest contester to this bet um, because he's been the other one who sprinkled in a few finishes. But when you bet on McLaren and you get both of the guys and then you sprinkle the long shot on Ricardo at 12 to 1 to be the one to get it, um, I think that's that's very possible. And Ricardo had a very good finish um, last year in this race as well. I lost my spot on that. I've got too many tabs open here, but uh, <laughs> but I know he had a, he had a pretty good finish last year in this race. 
uh, and a good run as well. He's, uh, you know, obviously not an American, but has a lot of American ties. He's a big NASCAR fan. He's been over here all week wearing Texas gear, wearing his cowboy hat, doing the whole American thing. And so I think he gets pretty invested. Again, he's kind of ready to take that break and step away maybe for a year. But let's go out with some good finishes before we do so. And uh, 12 to 1, I really like him to be the, the top non big three car to win or, you know, to win of those three. And then uh, the McLaren as well in there because Lando has been so consistently the top guy other than the big three. Well, so it's funny that you went with uh, McLaren because so did I. Uh, and I went with McLaren as a double top 10 finisher at plus 135. You kind of just rattle off all the different finishes. I'll add in Japan for you uh, where Lando finished in 10th uh, and then uh, Ricardo finished in 11th. So it was literally back to back just outside of the top 10. Uh, oh, for- that's what my note says. It says Japan was a mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I remember the rain. That's why I'm going to blame this one on the rain too. Yeah, but I mean, again, it was only one position shy of Lando and Ricardo both finishing inside of the top ten. And really, I mean, if I'm going to blame anybody, I'm going to blame Nicholas Latifi for jumping up in the top ten uh, because of the rain. He didn't necessarily really belong up there too. Uh, or and then Sebastian Vettel obviously runs well at Japan but didn't look very good most of the race and most of qualifying. So for him to sneak up there kind of took a spot away from McLaren being a double top 10. But you also just rattled off in the last few races. They've been both inside the top 10 or one just outside of the top 10 and the other inside the top 10. So both of these guys, you know, have been running quite well considering the the top guys in the, in the sport are really just dominating a la Ferrari, a la Red Bull, a la Mercedes. But you know, when when uh, when McLaren can sneak in, when Alpine can sneak in every once in a while, and at least get some tenth place or better finishes out of out of a race, um, I definitely think that uh, you should take this at at plus one thirty five. Once again, we talk a lot, a lot, a lot about the fact that these F one lines are are juiced up to holy hell a lot of times. Um, but you know, here's the thing: you sometimes when you find the plus money bets, you just got to try to take them because. Uh, they're, they're actually good value for plus money, so you got to sneak one in. Um, I'll actually back you up, too, on that one, uh, Cody. Fifth-place finish for Ricardo last year here, and then uh, an eighth-place finish for Lando. So they both finished inside the top ten last year at the United States Grand Prix. Obviously, they didn't run one in 2020 because of COVID, so uh, the last time they did it, they both finished inside the top ten. Again, at plus 135, I definitely like the value in this. You even go back to uh, to 2019, Lando finished seventh, and Carlos Sainz in the McLaren ride finished eighth. So um, there's a track history here, and I'll take it. Yep, absolutely love it. I had bet this one last week, so heartbroken that Ricardo just outside the top ten almost took it again this week, so I'm glad that you did. I ended up finding that other one that I liked a little bit better, but uh, again, at plus odds, I feel like that's a great bet. And I love it. Uh, my next one is going to be winning margin over 10 seconds. Hit, hit on this one last week. Again, it's at plus 200. Again, why? I don't understand. Last year, you look at the results. Max Verstappen wins. Lewis Hamilton was 1.3 seconds behind him. Then you have to go 42 seconds back to Sergio Perez, who finished in third. Lewis is not on the same level as Verstappen this year like he was last year. Leclerc is close, um, and I'm going to talk about him more in a little bit on another bet, but if this is the chalk race like we've seen lately where Max wins and runs away with it, Max is minus two something again to win. It just It's not that attractive to bet. This is a way to bet him to win because if he wins, there's a good chance he's going to win by a lot. So let's look back last week at Japan or last race of Japan in the rain, in the mess. They only ran 33 laps. He finished 27 seconds ahead of the field. Just blew everybody out of the water. Um, Italy ended under that safety car late after Ricardo's car couldn't get off the track. Blah, blah, blah. Before that, Max had a huge lead. You go back to Belgium. He won by 17 seconds. There's been four other races. So seven races this season. Verstappen has won by more than 10 seconds. Uh, Shaw Leclerc won by 20 seconds at Australia. So 
Max doesn't even have to win for this to be the result. It can happen with somebody else winning. Less likely, I'll give you that for sure. But if it is going to be the chalk Max, then you know this is a good way to bet it differently. And you're getting plus money at, at plus 200, obviously. He can win, and it can be less than 10 seconds, and we've seen that. But the chances of that, I think, are less likely. If he wins, I, to me, it's going to be by, you know, in dominating fashion. He's not going to barely squeak out a win, most likely. So um, I like this one because it does, it gives you the, the little bit of, you know, it could be different people, but it also gives you that coverage on a max runaway win. Then at least you can be like, okay, just keep driving away because I got a plus 200 in my pocket. Indeed, and they're crossing over the international timeline, right? So he could possibly win by even a full day if he gets going. Now, I don't know how this works. Time time is a made-up construct. Uh, but I do like that. In fact, uh, we were sweating it last week because, again, they were talking about bringing him into pit. Yeah. Uh, they are like, do we bring you into pit to get the fastest lap as well? And they're like, nah, nah, keep me out on the track. You didn't even need, but nobody knew. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're like, well, we might need it, but let's get it. Let's not. Nah, who cares? Uh, yeah, but, he's yeah. minus two forty to win this race too. So it just it gets more ridiculous each race. Like that's I'm all about laying some chalk for some stuff, but oof. that's tough. Almost three three times to only win, you know, a third of what you're paying. Yeah, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and plus, like you said, this is a great angle to bet where it, it could be Max winning by this much, or it could be one of the other guys that we're going to suggest later on. As long yep. as somebody wins by more than ten seconds, you got it. So. I love it. Um, all right, I skipped over my second bet because I wanted to jump on your McLaren bet, but uh, my my second bet, which is now my third bet, really, and numbers are made up too, uh, qualifying car, Red Bull, plus 100. I know that Charles Leclerc is the qualifying king. I know the dude knows how to put the car at the front of the pack, but look, if it hasn't been him, it has been Max Verstappen. Last week, it was Max Verstappen. Everybody thought that Charles Leclerc was going to get up there, too. Even the announcers were all over this, thinking Leclerc was going to be able to, to navigate everything. He did not, in fact, do that. It ended up being Max Verstappen. But just like I had said earlier about uh, the pressure being off of maybe Leclerc to go out and just kind of get a win now that Max has already won everything, and, and maybe the pressure's off of Max, maybe the pressure's off of Max. And maybe now, maybe now the relaxed driver Max can put him back, himself back on the pole because he's not trying for anything at this point. Now he's just driving to drive, you know, and, and I know that there's still money on the line and I know there's still prestige on the line, but I mean, no, there's very few other sports out there where you can be the champion and still play in a regular season game, right? I mean, no other, once you win the championship of baseball, you're done. Basketball, football, hockey, all that stuff, right? The last game you win, that's it. Not for racers, man. They can lock up a championship and still go out there other than NASCAR now. But, you know, you can still go out there and run races. So where's the pressure? Where Now you're just having fun. Now you're in the car enjoying what you're doing. So, you know, and, and in the United States where it's beautiful, where the weather's gorgeous, where, you know, things are, 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 are just, we're Americans, we're kind of biased in that opinion. But, you know, the, these guys are going to have a lot of fun out there uh, in Texas and, Maybe this is just Max relaxed and, and a dangerous relaxed Max. That's going to be crazy. That's where you see the 10 second plus wins. That's where you see uh, all, all of the the just uh, balls out Max for stop and run. So what's to say he can't put it on the pole uh, this race? And look, Perez isn't that bad either. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. But I, I think Red Bull at plus 100 is a very strange price. And, and I think you need to swoop up on that because I don't know that it stays that way as we get closer to the race. Max Verstappen, plus money. That's it. It's all, that's it. It's all you got to say, really. And you got Perez in there just in case, too. So, yeah, it, this is a solid bet. Anytime you're getting anything with Max Verstappen, with Red Bull, at plus money at this point, I would probably just suggest to take it. Uh, and, this, yeah, this is a great one. Great call by you. I'm going to throw out two two winners, going back to the two-winner shot this week. Uh, you know, Max can win every week. We know that. We just talked about it. So we're going to cover our ass a little bit in case he wins by a lot with that that two to one. I also feel like Shaw Leclerc is getting closer. He's knocking on the door. I don't mean closer like 27 seconds behind like last week. But, uh, but four straight podium finishes. Ferrari's getting their stuff figured out. We know they're fast. We know they can get it done. Max is not completely invincible. 
We saw it a few races ago. You know, he had the struggles, ended up with the eighth place finish or whatever it was. Um, so he can be beaten. You have to bet some long shot guys each week just because he can lose. And it worked out for you a few weeks ago. You had the 12 to 1 winner uh, in the one race he did finally lose. So Leclerc plus 650 uh, for being the second best driver and for the, the favorite to be at minus 240. Plus 650 is amazing value for Leclerc. Something goes wrong. Verstappen has an issue. Just is not his day. Or Leclerc just shows up and outwheels him. It's possible, as, as hard to see as it may be. At plus 650, the value is there. Also going to throw out Carlos Sainz, 16 to 1. Um, I mean, we've made the case this whole show for Ferrari, their speed, and, and how good they are. Uh, 16 to 1 is just ridiculous for him to be at that. Um, obviously he wrecked early last week, was out of that race, that disaster of a mess early. Um, but he had a third place at Singapore, fourth place at Italy, third place at Belgium. He's got some good solid runs here lately and we know Ferrari can get it done again. Is he going to just outwheel everybody? Probably not, but he could, he's in good enough equipment to do it, but some guys have issues. You get to, you know, Max and Shaw get into it. They touch whatever wreck each other on accident early. That opens up the door for all these other guys, and Sainz is good enough that he shouldn't be at 16-1 to 1 probably at any point, um, and so give me some of that. Sometimes these guys just get priced right into a decent enough play, and yeah, I agree with you on Leclerc uh, and, and Sainz in this instance because, yeah, both of these guys have the capability of winning, and they'll do it at some point if they just and, – and the track there, it, it does lead itself to a few – uh, disaster areas if you're not careful. So, and we've Absolutely, seen yep. we've seen some aggression on restarts, which definitely can move uh, folks out of the way. Um, so yeah, anything can and will happen. Speaking of that, um, I just want to throw one other out there real quick. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is minus 105 for a podium finish. Um, it's worth entertaining. We talked about the fact that he's pretty quick all over the place. Um, last year he finished second here. So kind of just keep an eye open on that one. It's not a bad not a bad bet on a on a podium finish for Hamilton, especially with Lewis being pissed off as he is all the time now. Uh, you know, pressure's off. No more championship on the line. Time to just drive. Uh, to that end, I give you uh, Mr. Perez, Sergio Perez to win at plus 850. Perez finished third place here last year behind <laughs> surprise, surprise, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. But uh, you want to talk about that's the guy that I hit last time at 12 to 1. That was Cody's uh, alluded to. I, I hit him 12 to 1 last weekend. I mean, or a couple weekends ago in, uh, in Singapore, where he actually beat his teammate and beat Leclerc and beat Signs. Finished in third place in, uh, or I'm sorry, second place last week to Verstappen, or third rather. I'm sorry. Um, well, second because. Leclerc got the penalty, so right. that's why he finished in second. Anyways, long story short, if anybody's going to beat Max, it's going to be his teammate Perez. They're in the same equipment. They've got the same stuff going on, and I, I just, like I said, the way I felt about it in Singapore is the way I feel about it now where, you know, Perez has been nipping. Max has the championship. Now it's time for uh, for Perez to go out and prove again that he is just a talented of a Red Bull driver as Max. Is he? Numbers don't back it up. But I will say that he's definitely good in that equipment. I mean, he's been on the podium so many times this season. He does have that win, which is very hard to come by uh, when you're talking about Max Verstappen taking away the win from everybody. So um, Red Bull's dominant, right? And and obviously Red Bull with American ties too, being a Red Bull uh, uh, American thing. It's just, I don't know. A lot of the sides, obviously, we think Max is going to win, like we think every right. single week. But give a nod to his teammate at uh, plus 850 uh, and sprinkle some on him as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this is this is from a betting aspect. There is value in picking these guys to win. Yes, if you just want me to say who's going to win this week, well, of course, you're going to pick Max for stab, and that's why he's minus 240. But the value is there from a betting perspective. Don't go crazy on these bets because – Max Verstappen is minus 240 for a reason that, you know, but there's value to be found here. Like you said, a couple weeks ago, you hit it with Perez. The one time Max doesn't win, it's his teammate Perez. So you're going to have plus 850 still after we won it just a few weeks ago. 
um i like those odds as well so yeah gonna be gonna be a good week i'm excited some some racing on american soil for f1 nice decent time i don't have to wake up early no london game this week no f1 i could sleep in on sunday and then uh yeah let's get all the screens set up and enjoy a fun day of sports uh, don't get used to sleeping in buddy we're back to it again <laughs> in a couple of weeks uh when we're when we're done with uh, the american grand prix um, yep. All right, let's uh, get out your betting cards. Uh, well, actually, no, we, we still got another one because Mexico is after that in Brazil. So we're staying on the on this side of the globe. We're good, we're good. Okay, okay, we're good. You're right. My bad. Uh, never mind. Don't listen to me ever. All right, get out your betting card. But listen to me here because I'm going to go over the bets that we just set up for you. <laughs> Cody started Don't listen to me, but, but listen to me. <laughs> listen to me just to now. I mean, you can stop after we're done. Uh, Cody started out with Leclerc finishing on the podium at minus 110. I gave you Acon over Alonzo is the fastest uh, driver in, well, not the fastest driver, but Acon over Alonzo in practice one at plus 135. And of course, the weekly fastest Red Bull pit stop at minus 150. Uh, just giving you the odds there. Obviously, you're going to bet it. Uh, Cody gave you the winning car without the big three as McLaren is plus 150. And then specifically, uh, Daniel Ricardo at plus 1200. I gave you McLaren as a double top 10. At plus 135, uh, Cody gave you the winning margin over 10 seconds at plus 200. I said that the qualifying car was going to be a Red Bull this week at plus 100. And then Cody said uh, that, just like me, Max Verstappen's going to win. But if he doesn't, Leclerc at plus 650 is good value. So is Sainz at plus 1600. And then I also said uh, Sergio Perez at plus 850 is also fantastic value. So, all right. Everything's bigger in Texas. Hopefully your bankrolls will be too after the race is over. So, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, you can find all my work at Husker underscore Zeeb. I'll have a F1 DFS uh, article coming out here this week. So definitely check that out. Uh, had some some pretty fun finds. F1 DFS is, it's something. It's, it's different than any other DFS you, you play. There's certain plays you have to have you know you get the max for stopping free square every week um but then to construct the rest of it it's where it gets challenging so it's fun to dig dig into some of the cheaper options and see kind of who's trending and who has the the track history so it's a lot of fun definitely check that out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com but yeah you can find all my work at husk underscore zeb football basketball racing whatever they'll still give me olympics i've written it all so uh <laughs> follow me there I just found marble racing. That's Cody's next uh, next actual. We were episode. talking about that before the show. I uh, I'll have an article out on that as soon as I can talk to the bosses about it. It's out there, folks. It's out there. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. I don't write about marble racing, but I do write about virtual greyhound racing. Uh, no, I don't do that either. Anyways, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to find out everything I do uh, as well from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network to Sportsbook Review to In Between Media. It's all there for you. Join the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Talk to us about everything you want, F1-related, NASCAR-related, whatever you want. Uh, it's all there for you as well. All right. It is racing on American soil. Enjoy it. Enjoy being able to watch and drink a beer uh, or maybe watch and, and grill up some burgers, whatever you do on your racing Sunday. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.